and welcome to the Press Start Podcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan, joined today by my fellow gamers and co-hosts, Shannon. Hello. James. <laughs> Hello. And Brody. Hello. Hey, Shannon. I was pretty gutted today to see that the Nintendo experience at Swanson Street EB Games here in Melbourne is being shuttered. I, was this on the cards, or has this been a long time coming? It's the first I'd heard of it. Look, I honestly could not tell you at all. I first saw this reported on on Vooks, and to be honest, I couldn't. Have, if you had asked me, I couldn't have told you whether it was still open or not. Either way, because I'd been there in years. But yeah, mm. lo and behold, I walked past yesterday, and it was closed with a sign "Staff Only," and it just completely dark up there, which was a sad sight. Do you have any fond memories of the place at all? Yeah, I, I, I feel like when I used to be in uni at the city, I used to go there randomly to, like, just play the Wii U or Wii or, like, just check out, like, Nintendo plushies or something. Like, I don't really think I ever sat up there. Like, I'm sure a lot of people did, but it was always cool to check out, like, Nintendo collectibles and stuff. Like, you saw Nintendo stores in, like, Japan and the US, and that was probably the closest thing we had to yeah. that. I had spent like a week in the city in year nine. Like we did all our classes in the city and a good portion of our morning was spent in there playing Mario Kart. Um, and it's a shame that high school kids uh, exploring the I, city don't get to do the same thing I think thing they, used, they used to do like cool competitions and stuff in there and like launch yeah. parties and stuff. That was probably, yeah, the highlights of that store. Yeah. Brody, had you ever paid it a visit? No, didn't know it existed until the uh, article yesterday. So um, that was I'm not really one. I, I'm emerging. I'm spotting the problem here. <laughs> Look, it's a uh, it's a shame to lose a piece of uh, you know gaming culture trademark. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I had no idea it, it was there. So nothing lost for me. Have you ever visited it, James? Obviously, it's a bit further afield for you. Yeah, I've been a few times. Um, it was always kind of like gross and sad when I went. Like it was all like white stuff that wasn't white anymore. Like <laughs> yeah, it was, it was kind of desperately need of an update. Yeah, really, wasn't um, it? yeah. But yeah, I uh, I don't know. I I don't, you I I always thought when I was there, I'm like, does this really make like much extra money for how much is it here? Like, mm. but yeah, cool, I guess. <laughs> so what are they doing? That, did sure. you say they're using that space for staff? Something to do with the well, like, I don't. EB it just now. said it's just said staff only. I was half expecting it to be like a zing, but then there's yeah. a zing downstairs. No, because well, the basement so. is zing, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. So I don't know what they'll do with it. Maybe the Xbox extravaganza area will <laughs> take it over. <laughs> It'd Maybe be cool they'll... if they do something different with it because it's obviously like such a flagship store. It's like prime right in the heart too. of Melbourne. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, it'd be cool if they, they do something different with the space. Anyhow, speaking of Nintendo, Shannon, you recently reviewed Switch Sports. We spoke not long ago in which you previewed the game, but what were your final thoughts on the total package? Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a fun time. I said in my review, which was the final review was a few days late, just so I could check out online that a lot of the progression stuff is locked behind online so whether it be like customizations and um obviously different different difficulty levels and and stuff like that in in playing different people and like all of that is really locked online in the global part of the game like even if you're playing online against friends you're still not unlocking stuff or getting points towards unlocking things so that would be my only it's a positive and a negative. It's a positive in the sense that, like, finally Nintendo is joining the online revolution and it feels like they're actually putting thought into that. But then it's, that feels like a completely separate 
thing to the local part of the game, which I would argue, like, this being a Wii Sports successor, like, that is a big part of this game, if not the biggest part. So, I don't know. I like that they've put so much thought into the online, but I really think it could have just been across everything, and that would have been a better experience. And you mean the progression instead of being across everything? Yeah, the the progression. Like, it should just be, like, if you want to play Friends in real life or Friends online... Yeah, you should still be able to get some kind of unlocks to unlock the timed costumes and things that you can't unlock. That it's a weird decision to me. Yeah, but it works well. Like the online does work really well. I was worried about like things like tennis and a few of the other sports. Like obviously timing is crucial, but to Nintendo's credit, it runs really well. And did you and Mark play any of the co-op at all? How did that all hold up? Yeah, we. I had Sorry, some family from we all. Say, I guess. Yeah, and we all played. And there's been some smart improvements like bowling. You can bowl at the same time. Now you don't have to wait for other people's turns and a yeah. few other little things like that. And it's still a lot of fun playing with, with against people. Like that is still the main part of this draw card of this game is anyone can pick up a Joy-Con and they'll be able to master any sport really. Nice. Brody, James, have either of you picked it up yet? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, did I? I might have. I've played it. <laughs> <laughs> I buy a lot of games and then just leave them in the bag in my car and never play them. Like, there's my boot. In is... the bag in your car? Yeah, like... Like, I'd, I've heard of plenty of people leaving them in plastic, never just discarded in the back of their no, car. Switch games are the worst for it, because I buy a lot of them, and then I'm like, I'll play that when I'm out and about, and then I never leave the house, so, like, it never happens. You when know? I'm out and about. I, lo- well, yep, I love like, it. Yep. I'm like, I could play an Xbox game at home, whereas when I'm out, like, at work or at lunch. You might anyway. just want to... Whip out the Nintendo Switch Joy-Con on the go. You never know. Literally. To play some Switch sports. Whip out some Chambara. Um, <laughs> anyway. Hit me with your sword. Yeah. Two of them at once. Um, so, I have watched my friends play it because um, I just wasn't interested at the time, but it looks good. That's my bad. All of that. <laughs> Brody, have you had a chance I... to play any? <laughs> Save us. No, I want to see where Shannon was going to go with that. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, w- I was just going to say that... Um, what was I going to say now? <laughs> I, don't I don't even know. I, I do will you, s- do you I, have any, I, how many games do you leave in the boot your car, Shannon? <laughs> anyway. I've, I, I I've got a sealed copy quickly. of Riders Republic here that I have <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, uh, yes, I, I do have it. It came in the mail. No, oh, wow. Uh, I, I also have not today. Yeah, I got it. the public and yeah. a copy of Wii Sports. <laughs> but I, it's obviously in the box. I've not played it. So uh, Amazing what you could do when the games aren't in the back of your car. <laughs> Literally. Um, I've got a the one stack thing I, of Switch games here. The one thing I will say is I, it struck me a little bit as like, I feel like it was a lot more to get into a game, which I found a bit weird because I feel like this should be like a super simple kind of pick up and play thing right. yeah like i feel like a lot of like less experienced people would struggle a bit with all of the fucking around with all the different controller types and options and stuff um but it does look pretty polished volleyball looks fun um volleyball looks like the funnest i think out of the ones that i saw i saw all of them soccer looks a bit like whatever i thought that was super which ended up being your favorite shannon I think tennis is still up there. I um, like soccer, but I hated <laughs> the way that they like limit it, limited it to just four on four online. Like you want to, that's just craziness. Like playing with seven other random people is not a good time. 
But I think right. playing like one on one against a friend would be fun for a little while. Not, I couldn't see it being fun for weeks. But yeah, to play once or twice, it's good fun. Okay, cool. Sorry, Brody, just double checking. You haven't played any yet. You've just had the package arrive in the mail. Yeah, no, I haven't had a chance. I don't have the Switch set up at the minute, and it's a bit of an ordeal at the second. Yeah. So, um, no, hopefully maybe on the weekend or, or something like that. Cool. Well, I can check in later on then once you've had a had a chance to play some of it. Yeah, check in in December. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will I will say, I, I remember what I wanted to say before. Like, I was a little bit over, like, the waggling more than I was back in the day. Like, I would find myself after a game or two, like, not wanting to swing around or about anymore. Like all waggled and out. And I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All waggled out. The title of my debut album. Um, I kind of just wish I could play with normal controls, which I never felt or remember feeling with the Wii, but now I just really wanted to be able to play like a normal person on my couch. Yeah. The kind of novelty of the motion controls is worn off to a certain extent. Yeah. Are you drinking a, a beer, James? I'm Can sorry. Just, I'm never from this seen segment you now. drink a Let's beer. move on. Yeah, He's been getting into his craft beers. This is the most chaotic review ever. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just... Uh, it's just a weird energy to the side of the show, but I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, let's talk about some of the biggest news of the week then. That is, of course, the deal between Square Enix and Embracer Group acquiring their Western Studios. The deal would see Embracer Group, the massive company that owns publishers such as THQ Nordic, Kosh Media, and Gearbox Entertainment, um, acquire all of Square Enix's Western Studios, including Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal, for $300 million. No insignificant amount, that's for sure. Uh, this includes over 1,100 staff, as well as original IP, including the likes of Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, Legacy of Kane, and more than 500 back catalogue of games from the Square Enix roster. James, I'm going to come back your way and quiz you on this one first. How does this acquisition sit with you? <clears throat> like, I don't know how I feel about Embracer yet. Like, I feel like... I, but... That being said, I do feel like the writing has been on the wall for, like, Square Enix's, like, non-Japanese brands for quite a while. Mm. Um, So I'm kind of happy, given, like, say, like, looking at, like, what Embracer has done with, like, Darksiders and Red Faction and stuff, like, in terms of bringing back the legacy games. Yeah. That excites me, because I I love Deus Ex, I love Tomb Raider. They're the two main ones, I think. Um, But... Yeah, like, I I think that those brands are in better hands with these guys than they were with, like, Square now. I think that's pretty, like, undeniable. I don't know if anyone disagrees or agrees with me. Um, but, like, Crystal Dynamics What have... makes you say that exactly? I don't disagree, but, like, what is, what is your reason? Well, because I just feel like... I feel like all of the games that, like, say, Crystal Dynamics and Idis Montreal have put out have been really good. Um, and they've sold reasonably... But then, yeah. like, Square Enix is like, oh, it's below our expectations. Like, and then they've kind of been like, oh, let's move you all onto other shit, like Marvel's Avengers. But, like, yeah. <clears throat> like I, I, I feel like Square Enix has always had kind of crazy, like, unrealistic expectations for all of this, these, these brands, especially. Um, they want them to sell the same as, like, Final Fantasy does, but, like, they, they just will never will, you know? Um,. Yeah, does that make sense? Do, like, do you do you have like some hope then that they're going to get a bit more kind of say in what they do creatively? Like, uh, would you yes. hope to see something like, like Deus Ex kind of make like a comeback as well? I can only go by what um, 
they norm what they've done in the past, like with all their other stuff, brands and stuff yeah. that they own. Um, and it's been, I think, so far, like that that is more encouraging than say what Square's done with them. Like, like I yeah. feel like they've they've had like Mankind Divided it was notoriously like kind of like not unfinished, but there was definitely more they wanted to do with it. Um, and they had big plans for like a third game, and then it kind of, it all kind of got shuttered to go and work on Avengers, you know. Yeah. Um, same with Tomb Raider. I feel, um, like Montreal worked on Shadow, while the main team went and worked on um, Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> yeah. So really, I just don't like Marvel's Avengers. But um, <laughs> but like yeah, like do you know what I mean? Like I just I think now like these guys will all have like independence and stuff a little bit more. Um, at the same time, I'm a little bit like, oh, it's a bit weird to have like one company own everybody. But then I think, yeah. A lot of people are probably happy that this is an independent company rather than, say, Microsoft or Sony or something. So, yeah. Yeah, and, like, we've had Ubisoft and um, EA, uh, you know, these kind of major sort of players kind of kicking around to Activision as well, obviously. Um, and Abrasa, like, kind of shaping up to sort of be just as big, I guess, a publisher. I mean, arguably even bigger, kind of given the slate of studios and IP that they now have at their disposal. Um so yeah, I think it's really cool to have like, such a major the, player in the space. These are too. probably their biggest brands that they've bought. Yeah. Correct mm. me if I'm wrong. Like, I feel like, just quickly looking. Yeah, oh, no, like have Tomb Raiders are good. Yeah, Tomb Raiders. But huge. Tomb Raiders probably even more main mass appeal than those. I know Borderlands is big. I still don't really get that or how a lot of this works. They're just too big for their own good. I don't know, the, like the companies within the group themselves are like huge names um, that carry a lot of weight. It is it is hard to even like right, th- THQ Nordic alone. Like I know that they're all they've got a lot of they're they're all quite mid range, but like there's a uh-huh. lot of a lot of games there. Like like from that deal. Brody, how about yourself? How do you feel about this acquisition? Are there any games in particular you would like to see emerge out of it? Um, nothing in particular, but I sort of I guess I echo James's sentiment in the sense that I think regardless of how productive these studios might be with Embracer because I think Embracer have been good at sort of like um, at least from what I've seen so far like pushing out you know remakes and remasters and stuff of old legacy titles but I haven't really seen them do necessarily much as far as making use of these IPs in like new and exciting ways Um, so I think that is still something that they will be judged on in time but um yeah i I think the fact that it's at least in the hands of a you know a a publisher now who will take some chances and they've definitely taken some chances in terms of just the stuff that they're pumping out currently um so that's good uh obviously square desperately wanted to offload given the price because i mean 300 million is comparatively uh, in this acquisition season like, mm. one of the very, very cheap deals that we've seen. Like, Yeah. Um, I, I'd probably say it's probably even, like, for pound for pound, it's probably the craziest, cheapest deal. Like, I thought Insomniac for 200 and something million was pretty crazy, but considering all the IP you're getting for this and all the studios you're getting, um, yeah, yeah I, th- I think it's insane. So, um, and it's not like Tomb Raider didn't sell well. Like, I think I read, like, during the week they put out, like, the numbers. I think the reboot trilogy did, like, 30-plus million copies or something like that. So I really don't know what Square wanted so um yeah look i i think it's while i think the jury's out on embracer and sort of their capacity to actually manage all these ips and all these studios and actually get a bit of um 
flow to their release pattern um i think it's at least encouraging that they'll hopefully let these developers do what they want to do and i think the um i think idos montreal already said that their work their next game will be a deus ex game so um that's got to be encouraging I so think that's i think that was um conjecture was it was that conjecture? Yeah, I think well, I think it's like implied, but yeah, at least, at least conjecture is hope. There was no hope. <laughs> no, I I agree, like a hundred percent. Like I when I I was like, I think I, it will be. Yeah, I I think that they should a hundred percent do that. Um, I think like if you look at like say Darksiders is probably I feel like the only like brand that they've had where they remastered the first two and then made a new game and that like that's kind of I feel like the model for what they're doing. Like I feel like that's so. What so did is, did is this, d- sorry, did Genesis right. come out under Embracer? Darksiders three did as well. Oh, Genesis okay. did, I think, as well. I'm, maybe I'm not sure. Well, I think Genesis came after that. three. So. Oh, no, Gen- no, Genesis. I think was it before. did. I think Genesis was Wasn't it. it? Oh, I honestly no. can't remember. A quickly look. Um, I wonder if there's any logic to like remastering games. Genesis was a year after doing yeah. their own own thing. Like, I wonder if it's like a, a way to kind of build up assets and throw a production team like kind of straight into it, <clears> whilst <throat> a pre-production team kind of scopes out. The I think game. it also subsidized. Like, look at SpongeBob. I think, um, yeah. you know, the re- that last game was a remaster. The new one that they're doing now is like properly brand new. I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. The Cosmic Shake or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, true. So maybe they do just like test the waters and see mm. uh, what the excitement is for these sort of games, and then sort of I feel develop like the IP from there. A lot of these remasters are quite low cost, and they do like SpongeBob. I'm assuming sell quite well, and I got the vibe it didn't cost a lot to make <laughs> does it excite you james that you might get a you know a coke media type 400 hundred dollar special edition of a deus ex game or something like that <laughs> like with the golden spatula or something yeah a golden adam jensen if you will it's just um yeah i'm already thinking about where i can put it yeah in my room yeah. not my butt <laughs> <laughs> like just before <laughs> i wasn't yeah, sure i really wasn't sure <laughs> Uh, Shannon, let me come back your way. I'm, I, I know Brody and, and James would love to see a Deus Ex game. Um, I kind of hope that. Is that am I making this up? I thought you guys were fans. I, I don't know. James is a fan. I'm not necessarily a fan, but please. Uh, well, Brody would I, love I mean, to I would love project onto me all you like. Marvel's <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy game, and I hope that they can still kind of like carry the weight to strike a deal like that with Marvel again in future. Um, but Shannon, do you think there's anything in particular you, are, you would like to see? You mentioned Tomb Raider before. Is that something you would like to see come through still? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of Tomb Raider, and I I don't know. I didn't. I that that, that Brody's figure before that that sold 30 million. That trilogy does surprise me because I it's feel like, like the first one was wow. popular. I feel like the second one kind of flopped, Thanks and then the Xbox. third one. Well, yeah, like it was. Yeah, and then the third one, I don't really remember being spoken about. At all, but I guess that is a game that sells well over time. Well, I don't. Sorry <laughs> if that upsets you, but obviously Tomb Raider is huge, and I'm a big fan. I I feel we did speak about this when it was announced that I, I would love to see it go away from the sort of open world crafting nature mm. and just really, um, yeah, go all in on, on set pieces and become more like Uncharted. But yeah, I. It's it's an interesting question. Like, are we still going to see those huge like AAA type games, or are they going to really lean these these titles out and not spend as much on mocapping and 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 that kind of thing and just get them out every few years? I, I guess we don't know. Yeah, I kind of hope that this is them like diversifying their offerings a little bit and acquiring some studios they know have 
tremendous capabilities um, and could I, knock out like some of those AAA kind of titles. Because I feel like Embrace's um, games, they've always kind of felt like, not like A, like top tier. They felt budget. Yeah, yeah for sure. Like middle, yeah, yeah. middle tier, like, like double me, A. All of these studios and these brands are like a bigger step above of what they normally put out. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to see if that will. Con- I'm sure it will continue. Like I don't yeah. think. Well, the talent, the talent, the talent's like still to- there, so they're not going to compromise on what their vision is. I don't think they just reckon- need to show us time splitters now. Like, yeah, <laughs> well, that, that'll probably be it. What our Coke Media extravaganza that's coming later this year or something. Won't it? Um, do you reckon anyone at Embracer? can name every one every one of the 124 studios they apparently have. <laughs> like, I don't reckon anyone there could. They'd be like, hmm. I don't know. We'll save that for when we chat to them in the future. Maybe that's, we'll say, that's it. Put the challenge to them. <laughs> I will say, like, I, I feel like Square just killed these games with marketing. Like, Marvel's Avengers yeah. was announced at, like, their shitty... I don't want to say shitty. Their Square <laughs> showcase. Like, it wasn't even announced <laughs> at, like, the Xbox... It showcase or like a state of play it was just announced at their event then like dropped like four or five months later without like any press previews or anything yeah like it, and there was for what no was like fanfare. an excellent game that had a great critical reception exactly like it just didn't there was no I just reason to bury it. it yeah yeah just didn't hit commercially in the same way it's such a shame um if you haven't played that game do go play it. it's great and On battle of bikini Pass. bottom is that not the playstation plus game this month as well that was like eight months ago, I think. Was it? <laughs> Go get FIFA no, 22 instead. Similar titles. <laughs> it was last month. Let's crack on with the rest of the show then. We've still got plenty to discuss, uh, including Final Fantasy 16 apparently being in its final stage of development, or at least according to game producer Naoki Yoshida, um, who said so in an interview with the Gimatsu. Uh, James, how much faith does this give you? that we might see this game anytime soon. Do you reckon any chance of it this year? Um, it'd be a nice surprise, I think, if they were going to do, like, some kind of r- reveal at E3 time. Um, mm. I feel like this game's a bit weird, though, in terms of the way it was revealed. I don't know. I think I'm just conditioned to think about <laughs> Final Fantasy thirteen and fifteen and how fucking long they took to come out. So I'm yeah. like, or oh, I don't actually believe it that they'd announce a game. That was two years two ago, years. wasn't it? Yeah, was whenever it? PS5... Wasn't it the PS5 yeah. reveal event? I think so. Or the second one, yeah, which was a few months later. <clears throat> um, Is it a sort of situation of, like, until this game goes gold, essentially? You're just, like, not convinced it's coming out when this air is? Um, yeah, I guess. I don't really... Yeah, I... <laughs> I, I think it is. Like, the world does look like it's it's quite far along. They've got, like... I know this sounds stupid, but they have names and, like, there's quite a bit of details about the story and stuff um, yeah. that's been revealed about it. And I feel like that is more of an indicator of where they're at. Um, mm. Yeah, it's... it. Yeah, I, I, I would... I would I think it would be great to have it this year. Um, I'd be love it to. Like, in terms of will it? <laughs> I'm, like, 70% sure it won't be, but I'd love yeah. to be wrong. Because yeah. I've just played all of them, so I'm ready for more. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, sorry, Shannon, go for it. No, I was just going to say, I feel like we have to see it this year. Like, I feel like, yeah, like if we proper, don't see it like this year... Like, a proper demo walkthrough or whatever. But then we haven't even seen that it's for, gonna... like, other games that could be this year, mm, like... I know, God but... Like... <sighs> now we've seen at least, like, a gameplay trailer for God of War, even if it doesn't come this year. I feel like we have to see something from this. Like, I don't know why you're trying to argue with me. It's fact. But Do it's like, like, I, I was trying to think, have you seen a gameplay trailer for God of War? Yeah. No. 
Okay, I just ripped it. Someone Google it. <laughs> I thought there was like James, snippets go... of gameplay, but anyway. Yeah, J- James, let me come back to you. Like, what sort of Final Fantasy game do you hope this is going to be? Like, do you hope it's kind of more of what we saw in 15 or... No. I think um, we need a return to, like, the kind of medi- medieval-y kind of Final Fantasy, like 9... Nine is the only one I can think of. Like, the older ones plus nine. Um, everything else is... Like, I feel like that kind of, like, pseudo-sci-fi they've done with, like, 13 and 15 kind of played out a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. What about sort of combat-wise? I really enjoyed the combat at 15, and I'm kind of hoping it stays somewhat similar. I'm, like, old, so, like, I'm going <laughs> to... I, I like the Give old... Give me the turn-based. Yeah, no, no, I don't want turn-based. I don't think that works. I, like, you can't do that in a mainline Final Fantasy game anymore. Um, yeah, I think you'll get, like, some kind of re- revision or refinement of 15, for sure, or even 7 Remake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Like, like they won't me. change that. I feel like that would be so weird of them to do that. Brody, I really don't know what sort of attachment you have to Final Fantasy. Clearly, I just, like, what games you guys play goes in one ear and out the other. Um, would anything kind of entice you to play the 16th installment, assuming we see it anytime soon? Um, no. Like, I just, I, try as I might, I, ke- I keep trying to play Final Fantasy games, and I just, I don't know, I just bounce off them after, like, an hour or so. So, it's not for me, I'm afraid. That's fair. But that's but that said, I haven't played any of the ones that have the modern combat mechanics like everyone i've played is like turn-based and i don't aside from yeah. pokemon like i just generally don't resonate with turn-based or so um I hear you, brother maybe i should try uh seven remake because I, I do hear that is really good so yeah i think that's the one that convinced me like 15 i was like oh, so so well I, I really enjoyed it at the time and i think in hindsight like i've not enjoyed it as much um but seven remake i thoroughly enjoyed that was a good time mm. um Okay, let me ask you about a game you may then potentially be more excited for, but I don't want to be presumptuous, um, and ask you about uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, um, which I saw you write the do the, the reveal write-up about it um, in the week as well. Um, so I'm hoping you can explain, Brody, what the hell is going on with this game, because haven't we had a Modern Warfare 2 before? Yeah, but we'd also had a Modern Warfare, so... Um, it's Yeah, so this one's basically just going to be a direct sequel to... Uh, 2019's Modern Warfare, which is obviously the one that soft rebooted that franchise and sort of brought back uh, Captain Price and all that, but obviously in that more modern setting. Um, so the rumor at this stage is that uh, it's going to obviously follow, I think it's US special forces, like fighting Colombian cartels or something like that. So I'm not too sure how like the British side of things with Price and Ghost, who's rumored to be the playable character in this one. Like if anyone's played Modern Warfare 2, you might remember Ghost. Um, yeah, so, yeah, basically it's just a a follow-up to, yeah, 2019's Modern Warfare. We don't know concrete details about it, obviously, except for the fact that it is coming this year, I believe. I think November's rumoured, because I think it's next year they're skipping, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think I saw something today that suggests that, like, early June might be the actual reveal time frame for the game officially, so I think we'll know more then, but, um... It's pretty par for the course, all that, really. Yeah, keen... Shannon, would a modern setting entice you again? As Brody says, it's not that long ago since we had the kind of rebooty modern warfare. Um, would you be keen to delve back into that sort of era of Call of Duty again? Yeah, for sure. Modern Warfare, modern warfare was one that launched with Next Gen, wasn't it? I'd get lose track. It uh, must have been. Yeah, yes. I think it was. 
Um, yeah, that, Cold War. that was no, it was Cold War. Was it Cold War? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Modern anyway, Warfare I, came at the back end of the Xbox series, like Xbox One uh, yeah. generation. I remember. It I think really I think good. Modern Warfare <laughs> was the last one I played quite a lot. Like I'm not a serious COD player, but like I'll play like a few weekends of multiplayer, and I think that is the last one I really enjoyed. So yeah, keen to keen to play. I, for whatever reason, Vanguard didn't gel with me. Like I can't really. I don't know. If didn't it's resonate with Halo on Battlefield. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anyone like shit on that game for any particular reason, but I just think for whatever reason nobody really gelled with it or loved it. So I think the hype is there for Modern Warfare. Like that's always been the one and Black Ops that people really like. So the naming is is so shit though. Like I I don't know. If, yeah. Is this the second or third Modern Warfare two that we've? This is the had. second Modern Warfare. The two. second, but we've had Modern Warfare the remakes and the, 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 the remasters. Like Modern Warfare that's been remastered, and then we had the reboot. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's confusing. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. But I know whatever. a lot of people that saw this announcement thinking it was a remaster of Modern Warfare Two, which I was super excited about because that's kind of the Call of Duty game that got me in. Um, and you know, the fact that it's not is like okay because I'm sure they'll still like bring over a lot of those maps um, and kind of like at least I'm hoping that they'll kind of like take. I don't know, Favela, for instance. I think they and, will. And bring the, that into this game. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll have to see. Um, I, I can't, don't know if I finished the campaign for Modern Warfare, um, but I seem to remember that being pretty cool. So um, yeah, Modern, maybe I'll give this one a go too. I know Brody's shaking his head and nodding his head. He usually likes that I kind think of Modern, Warf- Modern Warfare is the most popular still. Like Yeah. I think, mm. and they um, they, they I mean, they really established like the franchise right back in the day. The original no, I mean, I mean, sorry, I mean like the reboot as well. Like, oh, I, right. I feel like they've like I think this week they even said uh, Vanguard didn't do well, like the, it missed their expectations, yeah. and then so did Cold War. They said that last year as well. So like, I, it's really yeah. on the down low, and like, I on think the downturn. But um, yeah, like I think it was Activision that even said that they think now it's the World War Two setting that people just aren't resonating with. So that's why they've. Obviously, because it was probably planned to begin with, but they're glad they're going back to this modern setting because uh, 2019 did vibe with a lot of people. It was, yeah. Modern, I don't know if this is because of Warzone either, but Modern Warfare is like, I mm. think it's, it's like consistently number two every week on the Xbox Live play charts. And I think it's top 10 on PlayStation, number eight on PlayStation this week. Like, people are still playing it heaps. More Modern now. Warfare is the one that, like, I remember, like, sort of taking COD into, like, that oh, That's when they huge, introduced like, Warzone, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Warzone yeah. came with, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's probably yeah. the Warzone effect, now that I think yeah. about it, but still, like, you know, that that's... And, and there's still people that play that religiously, and I think they probably, like, needed to do that to kind of combat, um, you know, the likes of Fortnite and um, Apex Legends that had kind of taken a portion of their audience... Um, and I know they've tried to compete with like kind of Valorant and um, CS to an extent to Overwatch, I guess, as another um, with their kind of newer modes and whatnot. I don't think that's quite worked as well as Warzone has. Um, but yeah, interesting to see what they do in that department this time. Because um, I thought they're, I forgot what the mode was called in Vanguard, but the kind of round based sort of battle royale esque thing with the eliminations. Um, but that King was of the quite. Hill or whatever, wasn't it? Was that. Uh, I don't know, maybe it was Yeah, a... no, something like that. I'm blanking on it. But yeah, I mean, I thought that was quite inventive and I do appreciate like how much um, they do kind of experiment with different modes in between um, releases. So interesting to see what they do in that department this time. Um, but let me ask you a rapid fire question before we jump into what the wiki 
Apparently, we're getting some news on Skull and Bones sometime soon after leaked footage and a Twitter tease from the devs. So my rapid-fire question to you today is two-pronged, and it's A, does the game come out, and B, is it any good? Brody. Does the game, in fact, come out? Is it any good? Yes, no. <laughs> James? Uh, yes. They're contractually obliged to. <laughs> by the Singapore government. Don't elaborate. I keep forgetting about that. Yeah. Um, and will it be good? No. <laughs> oh, Chan? No. <laughs> yes, okay. yes, no. Rapid fire question number two. What will come out first, Skull and Bones or Prince of Persia? <laughs> skull and Bones. I'm tempted to say Skull and Bones. I reckon Skull and Bones. Skull of Bones. Oh, yeah, skull and Bones 2. That's I mean, a sad state sc- of it. Yeah, Skull and, and Bones like 2 will come out. Both are going to be mediocre at it. best. Um, if you missed the uh, Prince of Persia news that Shannon's alluding to there, it's not great, unfortunately, but do go and check it out over on the website because now is time for What the Wiki, the Press Start podcast game show where the previous week's winner reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game and we, the contestants, must guess the game. The first to guess two games correctly wins the round and takes home the points. Speaking of those that points, last week they're awarded to Shannon, who moved up into third position with three points, just behind Brody on four and James in first place on five. Myself, Kieran, and S. Harry in Stephen are bringing up the rear with two points to myself, one to Kieran, and Harry and Stephen on nil pois. Shannon, as last week's winner, you are in today's hosting chair. Wonderful. We're all excited. We're so excited. (laughs) Hosting with Shannon, always so much fun. Mm. The game is a 1998 platform game in the second installment in the series, released in 1998 and 1999 for the PlayStation, Nintendo 64, Microsoft Windows, and Game Boy Color. It is the first 3D platform game in the franchise and allows the player to choose from three camera control options, automatic, semi-automatic, and manual. The player's moveset includes a tail whip attack, a tail bounce, and a flying karate kick. His ability to climb certain walls and ceiling is a quality borrowed from the Brody? real life. Yes. Is it Gex? Two? <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone feel like they could guess the subtitle? Is it the Gex subtitle? 3D into the Gecko? <laughs> oh, this is hard. I don't... Oh, <laughs> Well, what's the title? Like, we can well, annul it. it. It's was... kind of... No. I- I'm going to give it to Brody, I think. Unless... Wow. Well, it's Gex Enter the Gecko, but it's Gex 2, technically. So, it's not Gex 3D. So, I don't know. You and you be the adjudicator. Give it to Brody. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will give it to Brody. Done. I, only for reasons that will become clear. Oh, in that, like in that none of the, the next games are for me at all. Gex games. Wait, is it even called Gex 2? It's just Gex it's Enter n- the Gecko. No, no, no. It's, it's, but it is the second game. I, I think Gex 3D was not the second that game. That is mm. a liberal payment of this point. Well, well. <laughs> you can't change mine now, you I'm kind of retracting my vote now. Oh. I hate this. Why? Like, I did nothing wrong in this scenario. You guys have put me <laughs> in this shit. 
So, so, so let's just pause for a second. So, what is the title? Gex Enter the Gecko. So, neither me or James were correct. Well, well, technically not, but James said Enter the Gecko and you said Gex. Yeah, so I don't I know. Feel you like, tell I feel me. like James is more right. Well, I don't know if more right means because right. Because he said the second installment. So, James, like, it was obviously tr- Gex. Too. Honestly, did you Enter not was Gex gecko before was Brody like said the Gex? Harder bit to get. James? Huh? Did you. T- <laughs> <laughs> Did you not was Gex before Brody said it? I thought it was Gex because of the mention of a tail, but like yeah. I don't, I don't. Okay, like I don't. No, I'm giving it to Brody. Even oh. I was thinking it was Gex. Oh, okay, <laughs> right. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sure. I'm not going to win so anyway, so just yeah. relax. It's fine. <laughs> the no, game I'm, I'm, is I'm an relaxed. action. I'm so. I've never been more relaxed than I am right now. <laughs> the game is an action adventure game for Windows, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Stadia, and the Nintendo Switch. The game is a non-linear arcade-inspired action game with a fixed isometric camera, similar to another game in the series that released for the Game Boy Advance. It features cooperative gameplay and up to four players can take James? control. Oh, no, yes. don't keep going. Oh. Okay, I didn't actually put anything else for some weird reason. So let me... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I kind of thought James would get it. Even He's with all the preparation time. On the fly. Your, your monitor looks so bright. Sorry, Eat will I monitor crisp white Wikipedia page. It looks a neat. Each playable <laughs> character possesses unique weapons and skills. As with previous installments in the franchise, the character retains her dual pistols with James. infinite ammunition. Oh. Yes, James. Is it Lara Croft in the Temple of Osiris? It is Lara Croft in the Temple of... I would say Osiris, but I will Osiris. take your pronunciation. Osiris? I didn't say Osiris. I said... Oh. Isn't it Osiris? You, wouldn't ha- you get a Osiris. point and then you can comment, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Game three. I feel like interesting, I should get the isn't it? for the correct pronunciation. The game is a 2014 this. stealth video game for PC, PS3, PS4, Xbox 360 an Xbox One with another developer bringing the game to Mac OS Brody. in 2015. Mm. Is it Thief? <laughs> it is Thief, Brody. Damn. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> God. Well done. Oh, that, that doesn't feel good, does it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that to make things point. worse, <laughs> with that point, Brody has equaled James in first place too. Wowie, that's huge controversy. I thought that was my best delivery of what the wiki ever, so I deserve. A you point. did, you did, you did do good. It was maybe the adjudication that left a little bit to be well, desired. That's but, uh... on you. <laughs> and with that, let's bring it to what was this week's episode of the Press Start Podcast. Subscribe to us on Listener or the podcast service of your choice. Follow us at press.au and visit the site at pressstart.com.au. We've been joined today by Brody. Uh, thanks. You can follow me on most things at Brody underscore DG. During the week, I had a interview for Trek to Yomi go up, and the review is going up tonight. So have a read of that, and maybe we'll have a chat about it next week. Also joining us on the show today was James. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at James, A-T-J-A-M-Z. He is crestfallen, you can tell. <laughs> and last but not least, it was Shannon. You can follow me at Shancake underscore 
on Twitter and you just might want to double check you're still following me you <laughs> after recent happenings. I somehow accidentally muted Shannon and we discovered it as he was like sat next to me in the movie theater. How many steps do you have to go through to actually mute somebody? I, you Several. have to go it's to their profile, hit, like accident. the dots and then hit mute. And I, I, I don't he, know. He happened. did admit I, that he I was, he did have notifications don't. to my tweets. So I don't know which is worse. Like, the Stalkerish <laughs> factor of that or him muting me, just you decide. The, the absolute fluctuations between stalking exactly. you and not wanting to hear from you at all. Hot and cold. <laughs> uh, and I've been your host, Ewan Roxburgh. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore Roxburgh. Thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, happy gaming. Bye. 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 Bye.